Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Between Hard Lines, your podcast for handling difficult conversations and actually not fighting over it. My name is Jesse Call. I am your host. With me as always, I have Sasha Denisova and Mr. Brian Dobbs. How are you? You can't prove it's me. <laughs> How are you, Sasha? Uh, good. How is everyone doing today? Doing great. I am fantastic. I'm ready to get into this one. This is a, this is going to be a good episode. This week, we are discussing conspiracy theories and tackling one of the master of conspiracies himself, Mr. Alex Jones. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say Mr. Alex Jones is the head conspiracy theorist, but he is the forefront of the media presence on conspiracies. Uh, we have given Sasha and Brian the task of researching Mr. Alex Jones, and believe it or not, um, Sasha did not know who Alex Jones was before this episode. Uh, so she did, she had a whole week to research him and form an opinion about him. And Mr. Brian Dobbs is very well informed of Mr. Alex Jones, uh, it, you know, through a mutual friend of mine and his. So we're going to jump into it. We're going to let them discuss. Um, I forgot to flip the coin. <clears throat> so we're going to let, uh, Sasha decide if she would like to go first this week um, or if she wants to let Brian go first this week. I'm going to let uh, Brian uh, kick us off uh, and uh, because I have some really fun uh, conspiracy uh, theories to share with everyone. Okay, sounds good. All right, Brian, yeah, we're going <laughs> to go ahead and we'll, we'll tackle uh, Mr. Alex Jones for the first 10, 15 minutes of this episode, and then we'll jump into some conspiracies and things like that. So, Brian, go ahead and take it away. Okay. Um, so first, I just kind of found a good quote that I thought kind of summed up a lot of what I think it kind of encapsulates conspiracy theories in general. And it's uh, from uh, Richard Hostetter in his book from or article in uh, 1954 called The Paranoid Style in American Politics. And I might kind of shorten this up a little bit, but it's a paranoid spokesman who traffics in the birth and death of whole worlds, whole political orders, whole systems, and human, and human values. He's always manning the barricade of civilization. He consists of living at the turning point like religious millennia, ah, millennialist. He expressed the anxiety of those who are living through the last days, and he is sometimes supposed to set the date for the apocalypse. What's at stake? It's a conflict between good and absolute evil. Whatever is necessary, no compromise, and they will fight to the finish. So, and basically what this kind of complicates is Usually, a lot of times when you find conspiracy theorists like Alex Jones, they're basic—he's not really that dissimilar than a cult leader. He is—he gives an absolute truth to you. There's always like it's us against them, and what it really preys upon is people who maybe don't feel connected to society or they feel like they're powerless, and it gives them a way to feel power because you know what, all my friends don't know this, but I know this. Like, they're in on the secret. They're in on the game. They're, it gives them a sense of, like, they're in control now and they're in power. Like, they have a power over it. But really what it ends up being used for is it's for the either the ego of the person who is pushing the conspiracy theories. Sometimes they're just mentally unstable and, like, kind of, like, have actually believe some of their own stuff but also times what you find a lot of times in the case of alex jones for example is it's for profit you're just a sucker and you're there to be leached all your money off 
like a good televangelist from like the 80s where they're just like send me your money and i'll cure you of this over the tv and stuff it's the same theory and that's why like you'll watch some of alex jones's stick and he basically would talk about i don't know if it's as much now but he used to talk about how like you need to buy this stuff or help me out because like the show is just barely able to function it's so have so little money uh we're just barely getting by well in the last few years he's been earning more than 20 million dollars annually in revenue according to court documents um which the interesting thing about those court documents before and i think uh jesse's kind of heard some of this too was he basically had to admit that it was all fake all of his conspiracy stuff he doesn't really necessarily believe in it it's to sell stuff and the reason why he had to admit it was because basically they were his wife going through the divorce was trying to get the kids and if you're a crazy crackpot lunatic that doesn't go as well for getting out your uh getting your stuff so um I'll kind of let Sasha talk a little bit about like some of the conspiracy series that she found out, see if I have any other ones I know of, but there are some doozies in there. And the, the really scary part about them though, is not that like, you know, some people believe in like, Oh, it's just kind of fun for its conspiracy, but it's some of the really big drawbacks that you get from them is people die from these things um, or go to jail for them. Um, one that's kind of not really connected to, but I'm sure he's, he's in on it um that's been big recently is the QAnon conspiracy theories which i'm not sure how much you guys are familiar with but just even idea um i'll go in a little bit later maybe if you're interested like about what the conspiracy is but we ended up with a guy in north carolina firing an ar-15 inside a pizza restaurant in dc because he was investigating this basis conspiracy theory about child uh, child sex trade in a pizza parlor in the basement which is run by the Clintons and a bunch of Hollywood people. And he ended up being sentenced to four years in jail for that. Another guy actually murdered a mafia guy in New York or New Jersey because he thought he was in on this QAnon conspiracy theory. And there was a guy who also was arrested at the Hoover Dam, who was a believer in this theory, who had two assault rifles, two handguns, 900 rounds of information, found it in an armored truck that he blocked off the road at the dam, ended in a standoff, and you can guess where he is now as well, in jail. So it's not just like a harmless thing, like, oh, it's just kind of cute to believe. Some people take it to extremes, and it has really bad consequences. Yeah, I agree. And I'll tell you, you know, as far as Alex Jones is considered, his brand, InfoWars, I mean, he, he he's going to fight really hard to keep it. Um, and, and it also, you know, like all conspiracies, he wraps his stuff in current events. So, I mean, there are some truths to the things that he talks about. Um, it's just, you know, he has a way of selling his product to those who are vulnerable to the conspiracy, the, the, the spy movie, you know, the things that our fantasies have taught us aren't real but could exist. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting situation with him. And uh, yeah, the court case that he had had with this child – child custody battle was was really interesting to to see him come forth and say you know basically a lot of his stuff is a a bit so uh sasha go ahead and the oh and i was just gonna say real quick and the great thing is that that didn't impact his viewers at all the fact that he said it no doesn't impact it at all (laughs) no it won't so 
Well, I uh, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about uh, some of uh, Alex's uh, Alex Jones's uh, theories, and to echo both uh, Brian and uh, Jesse, I am not a believer in a single conspiracy theory, because as we've talked on one of our previous episodes, is you have to vet your sources. Well, how do you vet a source uh, where uh, the news story? As headline says, top insider confirms Hillary's odor a problem, actual demon, question mark. Okay, we, we all know that demons uh, don't uh, exist. The story further reads, uh, Hillary has an odor. There's an odor around that woman that is hard to describe, rotting meat or more. So this is where Alex Jones says, well, she must be a demon because one of the signs of a demon is the odor of rotting meat. Right? A little bit, uh, a little bit out there. Um, I'm sold. Right. I mean, <laughs> come on. Why, why wouldn't she uh, uh, be a, a demon? Another one that is actually getting a lot of traction is uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is actually a eugenics program designed to continue Adolf Hitler's dream of the world consisting of only the Aryan race. Well, the reason this one is getting some traction is to Jesse's point, um, there is a little bit of truth to it because we all know that Bill Gates's father was a top eugenist on the Planned Parenthood board. So this is what Alex Jones is citing that uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation are continuing that legacy. Again, there is evidence to refute it, but no evidence to support it. So, and this is where we're going to have folks uh, believing this. And the, the scary part, this gets us into uh, the folks who don't believe in uh, vaccines. As we all know, uh, the vaccines are uh, to prevent us from uh, uh, spreading disease to uh, the elderly and the immunocompromised. And uh, we're seeing uh, multiple articles that started right about uh, the um, multi-states measles outbreak of 2014-2015. So this is where we had um, infected people who were not vaccinated against the measles or had unknown vaccination status. However, the headlines were reading uh, that more folks were dying from the measles vaccine than actually measles. And they were using uh, something called AVIRS, which is the U.S. Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. The problem with the system, it is a self-reporting system. So I can call it today and I can say, hey, uh, Brian Dobbs uh, died from the measles vaccine yesterday. And they have uh, no uh, way of uh, validating uh, that fact or uh, to even check that uh, Brian is still uh, very much with us and is co-hosting uh, this uh, podcast uh, with me. I, I hate to me. I hate to break it to you, but he's actually just my hand puppet. So. Yeah. It's not me. I've, I've actually been gone for almost two years. <laughs> and, and so this is one of the um, dangers 
in my opinion, of conspiracy theories, because the last folks that we have um, that are vaccinating themselves and their children, the last we're protecting uh, the immunocompromised. So that, again, is a very, very dangerous uh, practice. And I have a friend who, a um, number of years ago, when uh, the book whooping cough uh, was going around, ended up in the hospital for about a month. And her her husband and her child were uh, vaccinated uh, against whooping cough. And it's, as we know, it's very dangerous for adults. Uh, however, she has uh, an immunodeficiency and ended up contracting the uh, whooping cough from one of the kids at her son's uh, daycare and almost uh, died as a result. Uh, so we need to be very, very careful about what conspiracy theories we believe in. I do want to leave you with a fun one, and this one is actually about Alex Jones. Uh, Alex Jones is actually Bill Hicks, and as we know, Bill Hicks was one of the most influential left-wing political comedians of all times. Sadly, he passed away in 1994 after a fight of pan with pancreatic cancer. However, we superimpose his face on top of Alex Jones's face. Guess what? They're the same person. They have the same eyes, lips, and nose. I'm staring at the picture, and it is uncanny. Can you guys believe it? Bill Hicks is alive and well. He's living with Elvis. Yeah. Just saying. Which does kind of go into the um, the uh, QAnon one, too, which is that uh, Q is actually JFK Jr. He didn't really die in that plane crash. No, he, he's Q. <laughs> well, look, you know, in, in with, with every conspiracy, a, a lot of it, is formed for entertainment some people take it serious and and again this is why it's dangerous in you know to sasha's point my wife is immunocompromised right so um dealing with some things right now in the world that is very scary for her and i do have some friends that are anti-vaxxers very good friends friends i've had for a very long time um and it's you know i i love them dearly I disagree with their anti-vaxxer stance, and I'm sure some of you that are listening to this are anti-vaxxers, and this isn't um, a judgment against you. You have every right to believe what you want. Uh, but in my opinion, I feel that you're doing a disservice to those around you that do have immune deficiency issues and potentially your children by eliminating their ability to build an immunity through a vaccine, right? Um the main purpose of a vaccine is to inject you with a small portion of the virus to allow your body to build up the antibodies to fight it. And um, a lot of people want to believe that <clears throat> anti-vaxxers, or a lot of anti-vaxxers will tell you that it causes autism. Now, those scales are very skewed. I'm sure there are cases where autism has occurred, but in, under what other conditions, right? Um, yeah, it, well, under in science, we call it causation without error. Ca without correlation or right. correlation without causation. Yeah. You'll find people who have it, but it doesn't mean it X didn't cause Y it just happened right. to be X and Y. Right. And, 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 the... um, and that all comes back from it's uh it was actually a debunked um, scientific uh, article that was read out that basically was completely debunked shortly after, but that's like where that all started to. And this where they just kind of cling to it. And this is where, 
we had an episode, our first episode, actually, I believe, which was about fact-checking, right? Check your sources. How do you vet your sources? How do you vet your information? Um, trust me, we are going to be doing a episode about Facebook, right? About the immense population of people who are smarter than the researchers and scientists that we should take all of our advice from on our friends list. Um, it's because that's very dangerous, and it spreads a lot of problems. And I'll tell you this right now, that, you know... anti-vaxxers that are healthy, um, have healthy kids. Can you raise children without vaccinating them? Absolutely. I mean, before we had vaccines, you were able to raise them. Death rates were a lot higher. Life expectancy was a lot lower. You know, there were things that went around with it. But at the same time, our population at this point is around 8 billion people on the planet. You know, and there's a lot of them that are immunocompromised. There's some issues that you're creating outside of your bubble. Right. Um, again, we don't want to focus too much on anti-vaxxers. This is about Alex Jones specifically. And just so we can say this without getting in trouble, you know, I, I have no idea personally about Alex Jones and his conspiracies. I'm not going to sit here. Everything I say is alleged. All right. Um, everything that Sasha and Brian are saying on this podcast is alleged. And if anyone wants to come after us for anything, good luck. You can have all my debt. Um <laughs> But we're going to jump into some actual conspiracies now. Uh, I think it'll be fun to talk about some of them. Um, one that I definitely want to touch base on very specifically is the moon landing. Is it real or is it fake? We'll let Brian start with this one. Well, actually, I was just going to go before we started. Um, one of the things that, like, you know, when people say, like, you know, the moon landing was fake, the biggest one that I always heard was actually the one that you kind of asked about, which was, well, the flag is waving, and there's no wind in space. Therefore, it's clearly faked, and it's on a soundstage or something, because there's that's the only way that could happen. And what it usually comes down to, conspiracy theories usually come from one of two things. And one of the things that they use is, errors like that like in the media like there was an error or something was reported wrong or got corrected later and then they use that as a loop around to get in there but also just the assumption that somehow you know more than the experts and that's where this one kind of falls in yes astronauts at, and the people at nasa understand that there is no gravity or no wind there actually is gravity just very low gravity but there's no wind in space so you know what a picture of an american flag looks like with no wind really crappy so they actually planned this photo in advance so they what they've actually done in other photos as well is basically the it's not made of cloth it's actually metal and it's kind of bent to make it look like it's waving so they've actually used things like that because they basically, you know, they're smart enough to know that if we try to take a picture of a flag with no wind and no gravity, it's not going to look right. So hold they on a second. To look right. Hold on. So you're trying to tell me that a U.S. government is smart enough to understand marketing and campaigns? They were smart enough to put a, well, I guess allegedly according to them, but to, to put a, to send a ship full of rocket fuel and a bunch of people and shoot it into space and get it to land on the moon, figure they might know a little bit of marketing too. <laughs> and that's actually one of the things that, um, the other thing that kind of comes on the moon landing was people will say like, here's a picture of the moon landing and this doesn't look right. Or this doesn't look right. This doesn't like, why is this acting this way? It's partly because 
some of the things that they're looking at weren't even used by NASA. They were used later and they're edited because they were good marketing, such as like a video of them training. There's actually a photo of one of the astronauts on a different mission who they say, well, look at this. It's clearly him. It's a picture that was taken from his training and his harness and stuff on there. And then they just superimposed it over the moon. Well, the thing is that, yeah, that sounds really bad until you find out NASA didn't do that. That was the publishers for that guy's book. They just wanted a good picture of the guy. And, you know, the picture quality of taking pictures on the moon isn't necessarily going to be the greatest. So, thus, they used a photo that they manipulated. That doesn't mean that they didn't go to the moon. It's just that that photo happens to be manipulated for that reason. But that also wasn't done by the government. Hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me that the publicity people for this guy's book used marketing. Yes. So what we're saying is marketing's what? a conspiracy. Marketing is kind of actually can work on conspiracies because it is kind of getting into people's psychological way that they're thinking to try and get them to buy into something. Just happens to be, usually it's just a product, but in some cases, um, like I said earlier, Sometimes it's selling the conspiracy to sell them products, which kind of going back to Alex Jones, if you go on his website, he is hawking a bunch of crap on there. Oh, but that's how he makes a living. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's it's all partly marketing in the case of NASA. It's, you know, or in the case of that uh, astronaut selling a book or, you know, NASA needs funds. They, they also want some publicity. And then also there was this thing called the Cold War going on. They wanted to make sure that Russia knew. Yeah, and, and trust me, if there was good evidence that the moon landing was fake, Russia would have screamed it because Russia did not like getting beaten. No, they didn't. Just Especially like we didn't like them being the first ones in space. We we're like, no. The rivalry between the United States and Russia in the 80s, well, anyway, from the 60s on, right, Yeah, was insane, right? And, and, and the fact that they're not dispute. well, I mean, there are people in Russia that do dispute it, just like there's people from yeah. all over the world that dispute it. But look, the point of this is that um, – the main thing that you're going to find in a lot of conspiracy cases are some things that look faked are faked for specific reasons. Main reasons, marketing purposes. They need to sell things. They need to sell attention. They want to grab your attention. Back in the 60s when they were taking these photos of this, of this, uh, of this moon landing, they didn't want you to... They wanted to grab your attention, right? And, and if they grab your attention, how are they going to do that? Well, they want to make it look as appealing and as amazing as possible. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean what they did was fake. It just means what you're seeing could very possibly be fake. doesn't mean that the actual event didn't happen. It just means they've kind of fluffed up some events about it, just like your fisherman's tall tales, right? I caught a four-inch bass, or sorry, well, not a four-inch. That would be a very <laughs> small bass. That would be a very baby <laughs> bass, but it turned into a four-foot bass, right? You see what I'm saying? And those those don't exist. But the point is things kind of get drawn out and they get expanded on and the more interesting something is the more attention you're going to grab the more attention that you grab the more money you can make it's all about clicks we all know about clickbait but again i digress we're going to jump into some some things that sasha would like to discuss because we are not going to dissect every single conspiracy that we come across today we're just kind of bits and pieces to to make our points so sorry sasha go ahead 
Oh, I was uh, going to uh, bring up another dangerous uh, conspiracy. So this is uh, another one of Alex Jones's, and uh, this one claims that Sandy Hook is a synthetic, completely fake with actors. Oh my God! I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you real quick. As a father, I hate this one. I hate it with a passion. My best friend thinks this is real. This this is a hoax, and this is the conspiracy that drives me insane more than any others. Go ahead. And I'm going to echo Jesse on this one. I don't have any children, but I think... um... You know, Jesse, your your kids are, you know, are, are pretty much like my uh, niece and nephew. So I my my heart dropped uh, at this one as uh, the nation uh, watched uh, as uh, 20 children and six adults lost their lives at an elementary school massacre. And we um held our breaths as uh, we saw the trial unveil and the Sandy Hook shooter um, is serving multiple consecutive life sentences uh, for the crime. So how is uh, this one fake if he was convicted, right? And those are a matter of public record. We can uh, read court reports, uh, right? Obviously, court proceedings are not televised, but those transcripts are available to the public. So it, this one just really boggles my mind and how anybody can believe that this, in fact, is a, a fake story. Well, I can kind of do like um, along with that one. He also has claimed the Brussels attack, the Pulse shooting in Orlando, uh, were also all false flag attacks, and the reason, and also the uh, the shooting of Gabriel Giffords, uh, senator or uh, congressman, and basically they they blame it all on mind control. Uh, and and the thing is and, that we have to we have to understand with with conspiracies is there are people on the other side of these things that have been they've had their lives destroyed dissected and to have them drug over the coals like this like think about the parents that lost these these elementary school aged children right they lost their babies to what a psychopath and to be told on a national platform by now thousands of this guy's followers that they're Deaths never happened. These children are still alive. They're actors, and uh, these 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 kids never existed. You could you well, literally couldn't do anything more to disrespect and hurt a parent than to take their dead child and tell them their lives never happened and their memories don't exist. Well, actually, they do actually even one up that a little bit, which is actually I don't know if you followed like the lawsuit against him by the some of the Sandy, Sandy Hook families. Basically, his followers have harassed and threatened the parents of these kids to the point where some of them had to move multiple times because they find out their address and like basically harass them and stuff. So it's just basically it's just a constant reminder. And not only just the disrespect to their kids, but like literally threats on their family. And guys, I just want to point out, these are the reasons that Alex Jones was removed from social media. 
because the things he does is dangerous. You want to subscribe to InfoWars? You want to believe in what he has to say? You have every right to do so. Do me a favor. Don't disrespect others in the process, okay? Because you have the right to believe whatever you want. I believe that as just a human right. We can believe whatever we want, but how you project that onto other people determines how other people are going to interact with you. And I'll tell you right now, you come at me with Sandy Hook was a hoax, you're not going to get a very good reaction from me. And that's just as a parent, right? Because I feel that the souls and lives of those children is way more valuable than any stupid conspiracy theory drummed up to sell panic food storage or gold stocks. That's just my idea. Uh, Sasha, do you have anything else you would like to talk about? Um, no, I think uh, you hit the nail on the head, and it's fine to believe whatever you believe in, uh, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. A lot of the conspiracy theories that we're seeing today, they hurt people, and we absolutely, as a society, cannot let that happen. So let's vet our sources, let's educate each other, and let's make sure that we're all making informed decisions based on fact. I agree. Brian, anything else you'd like to add? Well, I was just going to say, like, uh, real quick, I was just going to go on um, just to explain um, one of the conspiracy theories that I actually used to believe in that I no longer don't or no longer do really believe in. And it is the probably the most popular conspiracy theory out there. I've seen polls of anywhere up to 60 to 70 percent of people believe in it. And that is who killed JFK. And I was a pretty firm believer like i never knew who like i didn't know which version of the conspiracy i believed but i i did not believe that lee harvey oswald acted alone the magic bullet theory didn't work or anything like that and i watched the jfk movie and i was pretty much set that it was all conspiracy and then like probably 10 years later i just kind of started looking back at it went through and was like found out man that movie was bad it really just made up a lot of shit and just some other stuff came out and i'm like now i'm just like yeah lee harvey oswald and he did it alone probably and there was one shooter but that was just kind of like one where i actually was like all in on it and i just like took a step back looked at the evidence because i had never i realized i'd never actually looked at the evidence for a single shooter i'd always looked i'd seen all this stuff for you know multiple years but like i never looked at the one side looked at the one like oh this actually makes a much better case yeah well in 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 this case the reason why it's one of the most popular ones out there is you know look any good conspiracy is built around things with merit right they they are in some of them actually have merit to them um especially the ones that you can't disprove and and this being one during a time of this country uh really its political landscape was was turning up on its head not only were we dealing with political you know the just just the the rights activists right um but your whole political landscape was was kind of altering a bit and look that happens we evolve that's just the way we have things and and when things evolve you've got people that want to hold on to the past and they they want to blame somebody for things that are changing um well especially also with sometimes when it's like such a monumental thing right. and then to see like this one guy who was a nobody did it just kind of like with the uh, september 11th thing like 19 guys with box knives caused that like it's it's a right. thing of 
the event is so much greater than it seems like is possible from the small people, so therefore you must build a conspiracy. And you don't know every individual person's motivations for what they do. There are some crazy-ass people on this planet, right? Um, okay, so we're going to pretty much wrap this up, you guys. Uh, this was a good conversation. We are going to, and, I, and, and for those of you listening, saying, man, I thought this was about having conflict and getting through tough topics. We do do that. We are going to get into some very difficult topics. Um, we wanted the first few episodes to just kind of break the ice a bit, just to kind of get you to understand who we are. Um, there are going to be episodes where Brian and uh, uh, with Sasha are going to agree on things, and that that's just to show you all, hey, look, we can have difference basically different lives but completely agree because we're rational human being well kind of rational rational to, based on whatever the normal sense of rational is but we are going to have some very decisive conversations Graded on the curve yeah we're going to have some very very difficult conversations conversations that a lot of other podcasts won't touch with a 10-foot pole look i said in the beginning this show is going to make half of you hate us and the other half of you hate us right the whole point of this is to make sure you guys understand that we're not going to agree with everything that you believe, and we do not expect you to agree with everything that we say. But we will show you that we can have a massive difference and not insult each other to a point where it's toxic, right? Um, so buckle your seatbelts, guys. Next week, we are going to tackle abortion. Very difficult very decisive conversation to have. Uh, you're going to have some very strong opinions, and I will apologize in advance, okay? Um, these podcasts will be labeled appropriately. There are going to be people that will have a very difficult time listening to this, and I don't blame them. Um, and some people may not even want to hear this episode. But we're going to talk about it either way, and it's not to tell you whether we agree or disagree with. We're going to explain why we may agree or disagree with it give our supporting basis on that um and in the end we will understand that it's okay to agree to disagree with that said remember be kind to one another be open-minded don't dig your heels in the sand this world would be a much better place if we learn to just communicate and uh just have a decent conversation. So we're going to close this off with our charities that we are going to sponsor. Again, mine is the Wounded Warrior Project. That's probably never going to change, so check them out. If you have any questions, you can go right to their website. Everything is fantastically laid out for the Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, Brian, go ahead. And mine is uh, G-Pact. That's uh, G-Pact, P-A-C-T. And that's for gastroparesis. Uh, it's what my one of the main illnesses that my wife suffers from. But it's basically an illness where your stomach basically shuts down, stops processing food. And it's something that's one of those kind of invisible things where you don't really, you can't tell someone suffers it. But at the same time, it pretty much affects their lives 24 hours a day. Where can they get information on that, Brian? Um, so gpac.org. And then also, if you go to my Twitter, you can also have some information from the Mayo Clinic there. And that's, <clears throat> sorry, uh, single pair 78. Single pair, like Twitter. the fruit? Single pair 78, like the healthcare plan. Oh, okay. That works too. All right. Yes. Sasha, yes. Sasha, what's your charity yes. for the week? Um, this 
think she muted herself. We lost you, Sasha. Should we just this pick week. one for her? No. <laughs> you guys are funny. Um, this week's, uh, um, I'm uh, supporting an event, and it is the 2020 Get Your uh, Rear in Gear. Um, so these events are uh, um, across the nation, and they're run by the Colon Cancer uh, Foundation. The one here for uh, the Twin Cities is going to be Sunday, August 30th of 2020, and that is at Veterans uh, Memorial Park in Richfield. But you can uh, go ahead and uh, check their website. So these um, events are to create awareness uh, around uh, uh, colon cancer and uh, get folks uh, to get screened. There's so much stigma around uh, colon cancer, and folks are hesitant uh, to get screened because at early stages, colon cancer is very treatable with a very low uh, mortality rate. So uh, check out the colon cancer coalition.org. Uh, Go to events, find your city, and uh, get registered. It is a super fun event. There is uh, a, a walk, um, there's a 5K timed run, there's a 5K walk, a 1.7 mile walk, and there's also a bike race. So a little bit uh, for everybody, and there's also a kids fun run. So really just a great event um, to raise awareness regarding uh, all things colon cancer. So come join us in August here in the Twin Cities or um, show up at uh, an event around the country. Fantastic. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Thank you, Sasha. And just to point this out quick, because we are loading up a few episodes in advance, we haven't actually gone public yet. Um, I, I do plan on getting these launched before August, hopefully. Uh, my goal was to try to start pushing these out uh, June, July-ish, uh, once we get things established. But uh, I, I'm assuming that this foundation that she is talking about is uh, an annual event, and in, in either either fashion, it's 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 a great cause. Um, so again, you guys, uh, I also want to throw a shout out. We had a different intro today and things are going to change. You guys are literally morphing with us. We are learning. This is our first podcast. Um, again, like I said before, this is all stuff that we're learning to do on the go. We feel the topics are important. We feel that this issue is important about understanding how to communicate better. Um, and we want to make sure that you understand that things are fluid. They're going to change constantly. Like my intro today was actually written and played by a very good friend of mine, Ted Larson. Um, he is a musician. He came over. We literally held a microphone up to an amplifier, and he ripped off that intro for me, and he gave us an outro. We're going to use those because I respect him immensely, and I am going to uh, play those from now on just so we have them until Brian becomes a shredder himself and can start playing some more music for us on his own behalf. Uh, but until then, I'm going to leave you with our outro and thank you all very much. And you all have a fantastic week. We look forward to hearing from you. You can reach out to us at betweenhardlines at gmail.com. You can address us individually or as a podcast, and we will do our very best to read your emails and or address your questions have a fantastic day
The following podcast has been a Grizzled Beard Studio production. We can be reached at betweenhardlines at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at BHL Podcast. Stick that in your beard.